Hi my friend, my name is Zane and I need to help you make the friends you know you deserve and I say need to help you and not want to help you because after spending three quarters of my life feeling lonely and isolated even with many friends, I figured out how to create a friendship life I've always wanted and it would be the biggest disservice to keep this work a secret. By combining thoughtful self-reflection, concepts and frameworks from my psychology degree and tried and true mindset tools from my life coaching certification and all the books on friendships that I can get my hands on. It's my privilege to be able to help you every single week, make new friends, uplevel your current friendships and move through friendship conflicts. It's really simple, but not easy, which is why I'm here. We're not taught this in school. We're not seeing this as much as we are going to in the future in self-development spaces. So I get this opportunity to help you every single week on this podcast. Let's do this. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome or welcome back to Making Friends Made Simple. My name is Zane Khan, Certified Friendship Coach for High Achieving Adults. And today we're talking all about managing social anxiety at a party. This is something I just did, something I managed to move through as I was at a party with a bunch of new people in a room that felt a little bit crowded and claustrophobic. So more than anything, my friends, I want to share this experience with you because I think sometimes we have this misconception that when we do all the work, even when we get all the coaching, we're going to arrive at this place where we don't have to experience anxiety anymore. I half wish that were true. And I should say not just anxiety, but even, you know, discomfort when it comes to rejection or overwhelm or awkwardness. There's this idea that once we do enough work, these feelings and these experiences will go away. And that is not true. And I wish it were true a little bit, but I also don't because when you can learn to manage experiences and emotions like social anxiety, then you're able to move through other challenging experiences and emotions too. When you develop the skill of processing emotions and letting them be there, it makes it so much easier to overcome other challenges in your life too. Not even just with emotions and, you know, experiences like awkwardness and things like that. So just wanted to share that experience, social anxiety. So for you, you might want to ask yourself and, and really tell yourself the truth of what you're going to experience when you go to a party or a friend-making situation or a meetup group. I think sometimes we want to lie to ourselves and tell ourselves, oh no, I'll be fine, Like it'll be okay. And sometimes that can be very useful, but not when we're invalidating ourselves or denying reality. And for me, if I were to say, well, no, you just won't have any social anxiety, like it'll be okay, you've done enough work, you'll be fine, I would be lying. Because, you know, a lot of our anxieties and a lot of our feelings are you know, stemming from places in our in our childhood and the past and socialization and conditioning, all that good stuff. So to say it just won't be there because I've done enough work isn't going to be helpful. So the first thing I did was I was in my car and I told myself, okay, Zane, I'm, you're feeling anxious right now. Take a deep breath and really just felt that anxiety in my body a little bit. And I know sometimes when I share this, even in my coaching containers, the first thing a lot of people say is, well, if I feel it, it'll be so much worse and I don't want it to be worse. I just want it to go away. But the opposite is true, my friend. When you can feel the anxiety, you're going to be able to manage it so much better because the anxiety is already there. 
Whether you're resisting it or owning it and letting it sit in your body with some awareness, the anxiety is already there. And I think that's really important to acknowledge and recognize so that you don't invalidate it or push it away or resist it because that just makes it so much worse. And then it comes out in kind of different ways when it isn't acknowledged. And I don't want that for you. I certainly didn't want that for me when I didn't know this work and when I didn't know how to use these tools of emotional processing. So I'm in my car, I'm breathing, I'm feeling it in my body a little bit, and I'm just really locating the sensations. For me, it's always a kind of tight throat and the dry mouth. I feel a little bit of shakiness in my voice. I filmed a video for this on my Instagram so I could hear my voice was shaking. I felt my palms were slightly sweaty, but um, I think for all of you, it'll be different when it comes to those sensations that are associated with whatever emotion you're feeling. If you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe your heart will be racing a bit more, which breathing is a great tool to kind of manage that. So I've done my pre party ritual my pre-party anxiety managing ritual gosh that's a mouthful uh, so that I go into the party and I notice that the anxiety is resurfacing and that's okay because again like you're gonna see the anxiety kind of wax and wane as the night goes on or as the day progresses as the meetup continues and that is okay so I'm walking to the venue I'm seeing this room with a bunch of people I don't know and the anxiety is coming again. The heart starts to race. The mouth gets a little dry. And I just tell myself, this is okay. This isn't a problem. This is something I can feel through and I'm willing to feel it through because I mean, it's going to be here anyway. And I know that there are so many other incredible qualities I have that will make connecting with people at this party really fun and really easy. So once I get to the party, I'm inside, I'm kind of feeling the anxiety surface. And the first thing I do is, okay, I know that my breathing will help me center myself. So let's go and grab a cup of water. So I grab a cup of water, just focus on my breathing, you know, saying hi to the birthday queen who's there. And I just take a second to center myself. And I really think water is so helpful for that. It's refreshing, but also forces you to breathe. And that's something that's kind of underrated that we don't talk about too, too much. So I'm having fun. I'm going to the uh, kind of different areas in the room and I'm talking to different people. And I notice that the anxiety is still very much there. But when I intentionally direct my attention to the person I'm talking to it's just kind of running in the background and it's not so bad to the point where I can't function and I can't talk to people and I think this is a really really important point here this is why we want to have emotional processing tools beforehand so that we don't end up in an oblivion of anxiety to the point where we can't or overwhelm whatever it is for you we don't want to be in that space where we can't actually talk to people at the party or even, uh, you know, connect with them on a meaningful level. And I think, you know, even if we accept the fact that at some level, anxiety will play a role, overwhelm will play a role, awkwardness will play a role, and may even express itself at some level, like that's okay too. I know a lot of people like, they're also experiencing anxiety at this party too. It's not just you. I think that's really important for us to remember because there are 
I mean, social anxiety at its core is something that is ingrained in us from an evolutionary perspective too. It's it's something where when we were cave people, we needed to fit in with the tribe because tribe meant numbers, which meant safety and reproducing and staying alive. So that is something that is ingrained in all of us. So I really do, and you know, the research suggests that everyone does feel a level of social anxiety, though maybe some people have learned to manage it better and that person can be you i i always tell my clients because they're kind of afraid of going to meet up groups some of them and i'm trying to tell them you can manage this feeling enough to still show up as your best self and by best self i don't mean the version of you that has no social anxiety for you know long time listeners we talked about this in the last podcast i don't think that your best self necessarily needs to be perfect and charming and so eloquent all the time you can stammer you can you know hold your arm and you can have other kind of awkward tics and it's okay because everyone there is experiencing something i know for me even as an extrovert who you know granted does have social anxiety at times I notice myself like bouncing back and forth between different conversations and feeling like, oh man, like am I kind of too distracted, especially with ADHD too, you know, it's like am I moving around too much? There's always something that people are experiencing. I think we get really in our own heads about it and we tend to think that other people are judging us so much more harshly than they actually are and it's just, it's something that I think it's fascinating because we're all thinking that, but no one's actually doing that because we're all too worried about ourselves in that moment, right? So all this to say, my second kind of tip here is to, yes, drink water, let yourself breathe, let yourself relax, and take that time when you need it. Honestly, I'll add here, during this party, there was a time where I was talking to someone, felt relatively safe with him, and I said, hey, I'm just feeling overwhelmed right now and I'm really overstimulated. I'm going to go outside, take a little walk and come back. And it's like, okay, cool. People don't care. And I mean, they, they it's more than them not caring. They respect and honor the fact that you are brave enough to to sort of take that moment for yourself. And it doesn't even have to be that. It could just be, hey, sorry, I feel a little lightheaded. I'm just going to grab some water. Having that moment of vulnerability is so powerful. Even if it doesn't feel like a huge vulnerable moment, it can be. It really can be. And I think being able to lean into that and see that you are doing something not only for yourself, but for the other person too, because then there's that sense of trust, like, oh, that person was really cool and open and honest. Maybe I can do the same thing, right? And I think that is really powerful because you're kind of leading by example. So as the party progresses, I'm having an amazing conversation. I'm talking to people. It's really fun. And I think the the third step is really that post-evaluation anxiety that a lot of people get when they are leaving a party. Your brain is going to want to find all of the reasons why you didn't show up in the way that you should have during this party, during this meetup. And it's so fascinating getting to work with my clients on this because it happens in like real time. We'll talk about it right after it happens. And I'm like, yeah, your brain is doing its job because you felt that anxiety, because you felt that overwhelm. It it sensed that danger. It sensed that emotional 
unsafety and it wants you to never do that again so it's going to tell you all of these stories to keep you from going to the meetup room again it's really sophisticated but once you're onto your brain and once you know why it's doing it it becomes like a cute little thing like oh brain i see you doing your thing and as much as i would love to let you do your thing and just keep me from going to meetup groups that actually wasn't that bad at all I made some amazing friends or at least, you know, for you, maybe you had a conversation. Maybe you overcame what you thought was what your brain offered to you was so scary and that was just showing up. My friend, I I really want you to think about that. If you just showed up and let's say it was awful and that no one liked you, no one talked to you, whatever, you still showed up for yourself when your brain gave you all of the reasons to not show up too busy, too awkward, too quiet, too loud, too introvert, too extrovert, whatever your brain told you to not show up, you still did. So of course, it's amazing. And I know the title is managing anxiety at a party and meetup group. But it's like being able to see that you showing up is a win on its own is going to be so powerful for you because it's going to give you the opportunity to continue to go and then when you have the ability to hear your brain's complaints and protest for why you should never go again and still go then it just becomes a numbers game and it just becomes a game of consistency until you make the lifelong friends that you know you deserve so I know it's a little bit of a short one today. I wanted to share a little bit about this experience at a party. I don't love making these episodes specifically about me. I know this one was more focused on myself, though I just thought talking a little bit about this party could help maybe uh, inspire some of you or motivate some of you. Because even though I do this work, I read articles about friendships, books about friendships, watch YouTube videos about friendships, and all the things like managing social anxiety and talking to people and conversational skills. I still experience social anxiety. You will still experience social anxiety or overwhelm or awkwardness. And that's okay because you're going to learn how to manage it in whatever way feels aligned for you. If you want to do this work together, if you want to figure out why you don't have the friendship life of your dreams, and if you want to figure out exactly where you can go to move towards that, definitely book in with me with um, the link within the show notes of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.